Hello, I'm back. After a very, very long time, I am back. Welcome to Pop Culture Blast. I am your host, Danny. Um, super excited to be back. I took over a month off just to get stuff done and everything, but I'm back. Um, and I am super excited. I have done so much stuff in, you know, with my journey of self-love and back into my faith and all of that stuff. So I am very, very, very excited for this episode. So before I get into it, we are going to be covering a lot of very heavy topics today. And they're a bit more heavier than usual. So I'm also going to give out resources if on the off chance this stuff can be triggering to you. So I'm just kind of going to read off some of the content warnings. So we are going to be talking about sexual assault, suicide, grooming, cults, eating disorders, and of course, Tom Cruise. Um, So kind of before I get into it, um, if you are a student here at St. Ambrose, we have a club called the Sexual Assault Awareness Team. So kind of what they do is a few of them are actually trained advocates. So they are able to help you if there's something going on. So if you need to get in contact with them, you can email them at saat at sau.edu and somebody can be with you or somebody will get back to you and will be able to help you in any way. And also... If you are going through something, um, this is going to be a whole episode, but for the Suicide in Crisis Lifeline, um, you can actually text now apparently and do 988. Let's see. Yes. And somebody will be able to chat with you. So if you guys need those, go ahead. So, okay, now into the depth and the breadth of this whole podcast. So topic number one, I have been reading lots of books lately. By that, I mean two. (laughs) If you don't count the Bible, I have to read the Bible for one of my classes. So, but we will not get into that because a lot of you definitely know what's in the Bible. <laughs> so the two, the two books I read, I'm going to be talking about today. So the first one I read was The Half of It by Madison Beer. If you don't know who Madison Beer is, she is a singer and she's actually well known for dating Jack Galinsky. He was in MacCon and she was also affiliated with the David Dobrik clan as well. So this this book like actually made me cry. Books usually don't make me cry, but this one really did. So kind of what she talks about is like being in the spotlight at such a young age. She had always wanted to be a star. She would sing all the time and she always loved to entertain. And 
Of course, her mom dropped everything and helped her, and she was successful. She was in a record label, but then a lot of problems arise. So first, you know, she's always been this creative outlet, and she really, really, really wanted to, you know, put herself out there, of course, but also, like, even write her own music. But her, what is it, her label was just like, no, absolutely not. You're going to be this good poppy little girl, and that's all you're going to do. And that caused a lot of stress on her too because she's like, well, I don't feel like I am making a name for myself. It's more like, you kind of know what I mean? So that happened. And then also intimate photos of her were leaked. Now, at this time, she was like 13, 14. She was very, very young. And or it was like the 14 to 16 range. And it was so she had dated this guy and, you know, of course, shared those photos because, you know, she's naive. She's young. And we are not going to judge her for that. And she had sent photos to a guy and then they broke up and I think he leaked them. And they got all over the Internet And then she was shamed for it. She was slut-shamed and was treated like the scum of the earth. And there was actually one part she was talking about. She had middle-aged men, like, pleasuring themselves to her photos. When in reality, she was a minor. And that's disgusting. But I know, like, she tried handling that and everything and... It was just, it was very traumatizing for her. She was, you know, even scared to go out because she's like, what if somebody recognizes me and they shame me for, you know, what happened? So that part was really sad. And for context, I actually never liked Madison Beer in the beginning, but now like her, you know, expressing her creativity and her reading this book, I realized, you know, there's something she said that I feel the same about. And I think it's absolutely crazy because usually these stars are like, my life is perfect. Like with her, like, you know, she's gorgeous. She's like always out and partying and is creating music. And she's like this happy-go-lucky girl when in reality in this book, she's really not. And she has to put on that facade so nobody judges her. So then there was that. She was sexually assaulted at a party when she was very, very young. And then she developed horrible anxiety, like really, really bad. Like, like I said, even to the point where she would not leave her house. And I know she struggled a bit um, with uh, prescription pills like Xanax and everything. Um, There was one part in the story. I should have said spoilers in the beginning, but... You'll, I don't know if you'll read it. You'll read it. You'll read it. Um, she was just really, really bad one night. And she's like, I'm just going to take a bunch of these pills. I just want to go to bed. And she thought she OD'd on them. So she's calling people frantically freaking out. Like, I don't, I just really wanted to sleep. And why well, don't, it might have been her boyfriend at the time was like, 
well, how about we get you to a hospital and get you checked out? And she's like, no, what if they follow me? What if they take pictures of me while I'm there and they say horrible things about me? And, you know, this kept going on and on. And then finally, I think some paramedics checked her out and she was fine. But they're like, but we would really like you to come to the hospital and kind of like, so we can just get, you know, a quick check on you. And she's like, no, absolutely not. I can't do that. But she ended up being okay, and she's still with us, thankfully. What else? Because I'm reviewing my notes, and I know there's a lot more. Um, another one. So I can recall when Madison Beer first started dating Jacqueline um, Taylor Kniff, who is another person of MatCon. MatCon was like a really big vine group and like it was full of like attractive young boys and they would go out and dance to lip gloss by Lil Mama. And it was weird. It was, you know, preteen hormones and everything. But I don't know if it's really well known kind of in the younger generation, but I know like my generation, mainly because I was online all the time, I knew exactly who they were. So anyways, Taylor Kniff had posted, you know, like a video and he's like, she's been trying to get with everybody. She's tried getting with Hayes and Cameron and me and like naming people off. And I know she touched that about that on her book. And she's like, that never happened. She's like, I was just hanging out with them. And also, I was dating Galinsky at the time. She didn't, like, say him by name, but because I was, like, so obsessed with MacCon, I knew what she was talking about. And now I, like, feel really bad because I was like, how dare she? Like, those are the loves of my lives. Like, you can't take them from me. And then now it's funny because she's, you know, extremely famous. And Taylor is there doing NFT, which, I mean, if you're going to do NFTs, do it. But I don't, I don't personally like that. And then it just kind of says a lot about his character. I don't know. He's, he's not a very good person. You know, he's struggled, like, a lot. Like, I think he did struggle with um, alcohol, but, and that's horrible, but he was just never a really good person, um, so that said a lot about that. What else? There was another really big thing. Oh, so, and I remember this, too, when people are like, she's got so much work done on her. And I know, like, Madison was always like, dude, like, I've never gotten anything done. And she's so gorgeous that, you know, we would all think she did have work done. But in reality, that's, like, her natural face. But I think she did say there, like, I know, like, something to make her lips look bigger. I don't know. I'm not a plastic surgery person. I think, like, Botox or, like, lip filler. And... I know, like, she would get shamed about that all the time. And she's like, I, like, honestly did it. But I know, like, a lot of people are like, well, she was at the um, plastic surgery place and was, like, hiding behind a tree. And now I'm like, why is that any of your business? Like, leave her be. If she wants to change something about her, 
She can. I mean, look at Dolly Parton. She's got all that work done. And she's like, you know, I, I paid for it, you know, and I love how I look. And in reality, it's like, if she wants to have surgery done on her, that is totally fine. She is obligated to do that. That is her body. Nobody should be dictating that but her. Sorry, this like this book got me so worked up. I'm like, I'm going to fight everybody. <laughs> um, so kind of the main part of this story is like her journey through self-love and like learning to love herself. And another really cool thing she did, she had like journal entries and they like engaged her audience like, oh, have you ever said something bad about someone online or like, and like other things or like, you know, how can you be nicer to yourself? And I know like there was a lot of scrutiny for it because they're like, I don't know if this is a self-help book or a memoir. And personally, I really liked it. I know when I was doing one of them, because I was really struggling. And as I was like writing stuff down, I like started crying. And I'm like, Madison, what did you do? <laughs> so that was really nice. Um, overall, it was a really good book. And I think everyone should read it because it does talk about like being in the spotlight, but also how, you know, people feel when you say bad stuff about them online. And I know after that, I actually stopped trolling on lives. If you listen to like a few episodes ago, I talked about how I would troll people online, you know, through um, TikTok lives. And after that book, I stopped doing it. I'm like that, you know, I could probably make someone feel really bad. And I felt horrible. So I decided, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. Because, you know, it could affect the person you're talking about. So that was really good. Um, another book I read, it's very well known, um, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. If you don't know who Jeanette McCurdy is, she played Sam in iCarly. You know, very well known. She is such a beautiful human being. And this book, like, it, like, her reading it and, like, you know, the stuff she had to endure. So kind of spoilers, kind of not, maybe, maybe not. Um, so in this story, she kind of talks about, you know, her mom and, you know, who had gone through cancer and like she was able to beat it. And then she actually became a hoarder. So Jeanette's living conditions were not good at all. They used to have to sleep on Costco mats and like not their beds. So, and also the mother was a narcissist and really only cared about, you know, how she looked and how everybody else looked and actually would gaslight them like, oh, you know, thank God I beat cancer. You guys wouldn't have done anything without me. When in reality, she wasn't really there. She mostly was only there for Jeanette. And this leads to she wants to make Jeanette an actress. And Jeanette was like, well, you're my mom, so I might as well just say, yeah, but I like don't really want to do this. And, you know, they talk about, you know, her getting into the industry and everything. Um, and it 
keeps going up and up. And then finally, she talks about being on iCarly. And, you know, her first impressions on Miranda Cosgrove and actually how they became very close friends, even though Miranda didn't really know her background. And I think Miranda is such a wonderful human being. She has a glow about her. She's just so kind, and at least that's what it seems like. So it was really cool, like, hearing how Jeanette talked about her and was like, you know, she's, like, independent and can do stuff on her own, and she's like, I I can't do that. So there was that. Then, of course, she talked about Sam and Kat and kind of her anger and more of her envy of Ariana. So Ariana kind of got, I think it was like there was like a pay issue, but also Ariana would constantly be gone because she was out touring. And Jeanette was always like, you know, she's always doing this, she's always doing that, and I'm just stuck here. And... There was, she was talking about how Ariana was gone because she had a tour, and so Ariana's character, Kat, was just in a box the entire time, which I, and I love Ariana. She is, like I said, she is a wonderful human being, and she's very good at what she does, but if you're going to make a commitment like that, you need to figure other stuff out. And kind of constantly being gone is kind of defeating the purpose of what you're doing. But anyways, I digress. Um, There was that. Um, She also talks about um, her eating disorders. So she had anorexia kind of when she was younger because the mom would like monitor what she ate and was like, oh, we can just split this little thing and this little thing. And there was even a point her doctor or Jeanette's doctor was like, she's really underweight. And, you know, the mom's like, oh, she's fine. You can't even comment about that. You don't know what you're talking about, which it's a doctor. They go to school for how many years? He knows what he's talking about. So there was that. And then as Jeanette got older and, like, moved out on her own, you know, her mom, I think, was also in the hospital. But Jeanette would eat a lot, and she would purge, and she ended up becoming bulimic. And that that also was really sad, too, kind of hearing about that. Um, what else? There was a lot to unpack with this book. Like, it was intense. and But it was a very, very good book. So I highly recommend it, too. And yes, in the title, yes, the mom ends up dying. And Jeanette didn't really feel, well, I know, like, she, of course, grieved about her mother because she was so close to her. But then kind of through therapy, the therapist is like, you had a narcissistic mother. And that is why, or kind of the reason why you're having a lot of these problems. And of course, Jeanette's like, my mom loves me. She would never do that to me, which was an inappropriate response. But then finally, 
she was like, yeah, you might be right. And then in the end, um, she talks about throwing out her scale and that she's not going to matter about her weight anymore. And, you know, she's like, you know, I'm still working through it, but I'm in a lot better place than what I was. And then she did also talk about how Miranda was like, hey, you should join iCarly again because it's like a new show. I think, I believe it's a different person directing it. But, you know, of course, Jeanette's like, that's not happening, like, at all. Which, completely understandable given what she's been through. And, excuse me. Yeah, but anyways, you know, Miranda's like, well, I'm going to make you. Because, you know, Miranda doesn't know. But then Jeanette's like, I am not coming back. I am so sorry. But I just, I can't do it. So that was really awesome to read. And it's horrible she went through that. And it really broke my heart. But I highly recommend it. It is a very, very intense read. So next, we're already 21 minutes in. Wow. Um, I've watched a few movies movies, (laughs) um, over my hiatus. So I recently just saw the new Transformers. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of them, but, like, growing up, I would go to the movies, like, with my family all the time, and we would go watch it. And this one was really good. Um, Anthony Ramos was in it. If you don't know him, he was in In the Heights, and he was also in Hamilton. Uh, I can't remember what character he was. I think he played Alexander Hamilton's son, I think. Maybe. Um, But super freaking talented oh my gosh and like he did a wonderful job and of course many new characters were introduced uh pete davidson and liza koshi were in it um you've probably heard me talk about pete davidson about a million times so you definitely know who he is but liza koshi she was a huge internet star huge on vine i absolutely loved her she dated David Dobrik, and she's now making a name for herself, and I love her. So they were very, very good. So they were, like, on the journey to save the world from this other robot from another planet. He was going to, like, blow up Earth or something. I don't even know. But it was pretty lit, and it actually got really good reviews, but, like, I'm surprised nobody is talking about it. So that was a good movie. Um, the next one I saw was Evil Dead Rise. It was absolutely disgusting. I have never watched The Evil Dead before, and I did not realize that that movie was going to be that bad. Like, they're, like I was gagging most of the time. It was so disgusting. Um, I don't even want to talk about it. I ugh. Just even thinking about it now just really grosses me out. So next, our last topic is the controversies you thought. You thought I wasn't going to get to that, but I am. So the first one I'm going to talk about, which I've heard a lot about, is The Idol. Um, This is actually The weekend's acting debut, um, Abel Tesfaye. I think that's how you pronounce his name. 
love his music, love his albums, wonderful. But, oh my God, his acting is so horrible. I personally haven't watched the show for many reasons I'm going to get into, but, oh, he's a horrible actor. (laughs) I'm like watching some of these and I'm like, oh my word. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm like, you should just stick to music, buddy. So anyways, so kind of what The Idol is about is, I know what it's about, but I just got to find the source that talks about it. Because, of course, like, I don't watch it. So basically, it's about a pop superstar called Jocelyn, who is played by Lily Rose Depp, uh, daughter of Johnny Depp. As she navigates um, the music industry and falls under the spell of Tedros, which is played by The Weeknd himself, who is the owner of a popular L.A. nightclub who actually secretly runs a cult. And it has like, um, what is it? It's like kind of a mix of like the Nexium cult and Scientology Um So now for the trigger warning, Tom Cruise is in Scientology, and he was supposed to be before because I was going to talk about the previews and that there's another Mission Impossible coming out. And it's so funny because all he does is run, and of course all of the – he's like (laughs) – it's so funny. But anyways, back on topic, Danielle. Jeez. Um, So like I said – the idol like it already has horrible reviews and there's been a lot of controversy apparently it is so toxic on set um so it started out so the weekend like had this idea for a show and then uh had director amy simetz kind of directed uh she directed the girlfriend experience and she dies tomorrow um so, like, she wrote some of the episodes, but then, you know, the co-creator, The Weeknd, was like, this is too much of a female perspective, so you're done. You're done. And then the worst part is Sam Levinson is now the writer. If you probably know who he is. He wrote Euphoria, which, good show, never finished it because it's disgusting and apparently this is like even worse like they're even calling it it's like a rape fantasy which is disgusting um (laughs) and um, a lot of production members have come out um I know someone's like what I signed up for was a dark satire of fame in the fame model in the 21st century which is what the show's supposed to be about but you know when you hire writers that are disgusting and like to exploit teenage characters that's a problem but he didn't say that 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 was me so the producer was like the things that we subject to our talent and stars to the forces that put people in the spotlight and how they can be manipulated in the post-trump world and then they added it went from satire to the thing it was satirizing let's see what else like they're I know, like, I'm not going to go too much into it. There was um, a point where there was supposed to be something with an egg. Um, You can look that up on your own, like the idle egg scene. 
they never shot it or anything, but it was talked about. And I don't want to go into it because I, I don't even want to think about it. Um, let's see what else. Like I said, there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot. And um, I will say, though, the music that The Weeknd has been producing for it is actually really good. There is one. Um, it's called Popular. Um, which has Madonna and Playboy Cardi in it. I think Playboy Cardi shouldn't have been in it, but with Madonna, I was really surprised. It was, like, very dark and, like, very mature. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, another source... Um, they said, I went into the idol thinking that this might be an interesting collaboration, but I left it pretty convinced that Levinson is not quite collaborative. It's really frustrating seeing Amy doing her best to turn around some kind of product that she can somewhat proud to be somewhat proud of to HBO, and then for HBO to turn around and have Sam get essentially a blank check to turn it into Euphoria Season 3 with pop stars, it's extremely, extremely frustrating. Wow. <laughs> I'm... This is um, from Rolling Stone. I know there's a lot of controversy with Rolling Stone, but this article was really, really good. Um, it's, ugh. <laughs> I know also, like, another um, well-known person that's in it. So you have, like, Lily Rose Depp, um, but you also have Jenny from Blackpink, which I was really surprised about. But I know she's getting a lot of scrutiny right now because they're like, this is so mature and so disgusting. And it's like, well, she's a, an adult. We're like, she's my baby. I'm like, she is in her, like, nearing her mid-20s. Like, she's in that 20s range. She is an adult. She can make her own decisions. <laughs> you may not have to accept it, but still. <laughs> um, Apparently said it was like, Someone said um, it was like three or four lines per episode for her. They didn't let her talk that much. Her job was to sit there and look pretty, basically. Oh, geez. Um, another crew member said, I was so drained by the end of it. I was like, I can't have a job make me cry every day because I have two hours of sleep and I'm being pulled 100 directions because nobody knows what they're doing or nobody knows what they want because we don't know what we're filming. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is scary. Okay, I'm where I need to be. Um, so Levinson's scripts contain disturbing sexual and physical violent scenes between um, Lily Rose Depp's character and The Weeknd's character. So there was one scene where The Weeknd is supposed to punch her in the face, and her character smiles and asks to be beat more, giving the weekend, making him a little excited, if you will, which is, you know what, you're into what you're into, but that is like, that, mm -mm, no, <laughs> there is that, but, ugh. <laughs> so that actually was 
the main reason why I did not decide to watch it. I am not giving them money by streaming it. I refuse. That is disgusting. And I'm sorry, but I don't support people that are going to watch that. But, I mean, you're into what you're into, and that's kind of your thing. So, anyways, that's what happens there. Now let's go to the no another one before I fight somebody. Um, <laughs> so, if you are on TikTok like me, you're probably hearing about Miranda Sings being canceled again. I was never a fan of Miranda Sings, so I'm proud to say that I... What was I going to say? <laughs> you know, I'm not surprised. So, but thankfully she is being uh, held accountable for her actions and is reasonably canceled. So there is someone by the name of Adam McIntyre. Um, he had a former relationship with Colleen Ballinger who's Miranda Sings, um, exposing her for grooming, using, and manipulating him when he was just a teenager. So he was basically like an unpaid, unpaid intern and, like, did a lot of stuff for her, like, wrote her songs and all that for four years. So when he was 17, he had posted a video called Colleen Ballinger, Stop Lying, and it like detailed how like she sent him lingerie when he was underage and a parent, you know, of course she responds and she's like, it was just a joke, which why would you send that to a teenager? Like even then, like even if she didn't have malicious intent, it's like disgusting. Like, you know, I, I have a cousin who's a teenager. You think I'm sending her lingerie? That's weird. <laughs> Or, like, even, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like, you know, if I have a, you know, friend or relative that is a teenager, I'm going to send them lingerie. That's weird. <laughs> um, so, apparently, um, also, Adam said that he and other fans, you know, when they were teenagers, so Colleen was 30 at this time, and she had a private group chat with them where she would send them sexually inappropriate messages. And um, there was one text, she asked Adam if he was a virgin. Now, he was 15 at this time. And then also asked him what his favorite positions are and photos of his butt which he's 15. This is, this is disgusting. And this is a 30 year old. Like, shouldn't you like, I don't know, be going to your job, like paying your bills, you know, cleaning your home, doing other things. Why are you messaging teenagers? That's ugh. And then she also had asked a group of teenage girls to share intimate graphic details about the first time they got their period, which, ugh, like, why? Y you don't ask people that. Like, so the first time you got your period, how bad was it? Like, nobody asks anybody that. That's, 
Like, I do think that periods should be talked about, you know, especially to young girls who might be getting it because it is a part of their life they live with until, like, they get much older. But that's weird. You don't ask teenagers that when you are a grown woman yourself. Um, Also, she made fun of her fans' mental health. So she was joking about there were some certain fans. They dedicated her, like, you know, they have so much dedication because, you know, she's a very well-known, prominent figure. And she mocked one fan who had gotten a tattoo of her name on their arm. Um, why? (laughs) Like, and I would feel so bad if I was that fan. Like, I would feel horrible about myself because, like, well, Miranda's really helped me. And now it just seems like she doesn't care about me. Then also, Adam had said Colleen would body check him for being skinny, which is very... So actually, let me describe body checking. I did not see there's a definition here, which is good because I don't know what it is. Um, So it Healthline describes body checking as, quote, examining, measuring, or monitoring something related to your body, usually your weight, size, or shape, which can become problematic if the behavior is compulsive and interferes with your ability to go about your daily life. Um, so, you know, Adam said he sent a photo of him at the beach to Colleen, and she complimented the parts of his body that were skinny, which actually resulted in Adam developing self-image issues. Then the list goes on and on. <laughs> um, he also said she would love bomb him to make him feel special. So, like, she gave him so much praise and compliments. So it was easier for her to use and manipulate him. Because, you know, with teenagers and, like, even those who have been through stuff, like, you know, I love praise and compliments. Like, it makes me feel good. And, but, you know, teenagers are so naive and they're like, you really care about me. And that you can love bomb somebody and then manipulate them to get something that you want. Which sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> um, let's see. And then, of course, Colleen trauma dumped on him about intimate divorce details. Um... So Colleen was married to Joshua Evans, who is thriving right now. He's living life. He has been sober for three years, I think, and he's he's doing so much better without her. And that that makes me happy. So Colleen details being, quote, screamed at every day for hours and being told that she is a piece of bleep by her ex. Um, And another message... She calls him emotionally abusive and describes herself as brave for leaving her marriage. Then, apparently, Colleen abandoned him in an or Adam in a unfamiliar city. So, because Colleen had kept changing their planned meeting spot, and then Adam was getting lost and behind. And then she apparently was annoyed that his parents would be with them because, you know, I don't know. He's a minor and he's going to meet up with some 30-year-old. My parents would be like, well, we're going to 
make sure you're okay. Like, obviously now I'm an adult. And they're like, well, be careful. I'll drive you home if you get drunk, which I can't anyway. But, <laughs> um, but like, if I was younger, like, even, like, my mom and my stepdad, they would be like, we're going to wait around to see if you're okay and that you're safe. Uh, Adam was also, like I said, responsible for viral Miranda Sings content, but actually never got credit. Um, Colleen scapegoated him with a, uh, when a problematic tweet backfired. So Miranda Sings um, came out as gay. So basically Colleen was faking coming out gay, which... Which in the later vi uh, video was released as Miranda Singh simply admitting she was a Megan Trainer fan, which we will talk about later because that, that's a big part. So of course she was queer baiting and mocking the LGBTQ community. So good job, Miranda. You're great. Um, Colleen cut Adam off and turned on him after she was canceled. And. You know, Adam said, being told by multiple people that you and Colleen's friend Corey have been saying, I run a hate account for people that support you, which is really disappointing that your mind goes to that place. I am aware, and so are my parents, and I have screenshots of everything from the past few weeks that Corey has said about me and in relation to you about me in these chats and everything else from before. But never thought you'd stoop to that level, especially due to the 17-year age gap. Talk to me. Talk to me in 16 years if a 33-year-old takes advantage of Colleen's baby Flynn than the way you have then um, talks bad about them on Twitter. So, and you know, Colleen said, what are you even talking about? What does Flynn have to do with anything? How dare you bring my son into your drama? I didn't say anything about you. I've never been anything but nice to you. I am not going to argue with you or talk smack with you. I wish you well and have always appreciated your support, but bringing my son into your drama is way too far. Wow. <laughs> and of course, um, Adam's mom was like, had messaged Colleen and was like, never speak my son's name again, which is under understandable. But the fact that she has a kid and she acts like this is just bizarre. Like, you are a grown woman. Leave young people alone. It's not cool, man. Let's see. And then, you know, now, of course, Colleen is being called out for grooming and manipulating fans. So, you know, of course, like everything with Madam, or Madam, Adam McIntyre, I am not running on much sleep right now. And I also have like an enormous headache. So <laughs> I'm a little out of it. Um, someone said, TBHM relieved Colleen Ballinger is finally getting Shane Dawson'd. But the fact that even Shane Dawson was like, she's a horrible person, that says a lot. <laughs> um, a page from Colleen Ballinger's book titled Self Health which has a sexual innuendo that states that there's something stuck inside your body, get help from your uncle. Promoting and normalizing unnatural pedophilic interaction and incest for her young kid audience. Oh man, 
I have never seen that. I haven't scrolled this far down in the article, so I'm like, well, you're experiencing this with me. That's that's disgusting. That joke was always so disgusting. Or like, ugh, ugh. Especially like the stuck in the washer kind of thing and like her step bro. That's just disgusting. That's gross. Um, do, 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 do. This is kind of a lot of the same thing. Um, see, I always knew something was off about her. I, I know, like, I had friends that were fans of her, but I'm like, this is weird. Like, this isn't even funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, that was the whole situation. Definitely do some research on your own. I will give updates as much as possible. Now, the last thing, this happened a while back, and I was going to come back and record about it, but now I'm going to talk about it. So the Megan Trainer situation, which is why I was like, we will get to her in a bit. So she was talking on a podcast with Trisha Paytas, of course, and, you know, Megan's like, man, F teachers and like talking horribly about them. And I know like I have a lot of um, I follow a lot of teacher accounts on TikTok and some of them are like, you know, we deal with that scrutiny every day. We're, you know, being told that we're indoctrinating kids and we are horrible people and we push our beliefs on them. So and as someone who's going to be a teacher, it like really broke my heart. You know, mainly because it's like, well, is being a teacher worth it then if we're going to get scrutinized like that? But also I feel bad that Megan had to go through some kind of experience um, that involved that and even Tresha. And it's always sad hearing about stories about horrible teachers are. Um, like I said, it just makes me really sad. And, you know, that's the reason I'm going into the profession. So I am able to you know, impact kids and, you know, support them in any way possible, teach them how to speak up for themselves. And I know like Megan posted an apology and it really wasn't, but I was kind of like, you know, the person making this comment has a toilet next to her husband so they can use the bathroom together. That really says a lot. And I'm not judging I think it's a little gross because, like, bathroom time is me time. Like, I don't want anybody in there. That That is my time to, like, decompress, get everything out of my system, wash my hands, and walk out. But anyways, that's the end of the episode. That was really long. There was a lot. I miss doing this. Um, hopefully, I'm able to record more soon. I work downtown, so I actually – am down the street from the recording studio, so it's much easier for me to get here. So this podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA-FM, St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University. Thank you so much for listening. Please take care of yourself. Um, if you need more information about the Sexual Assault Awareness Team on campus, um, contact S contact s-a-a-t at sau.edu and somebody will be with you and of course you know look for those mental health resources you got this guys all right bye